Well, I'll tell you what, I'd rather have Jesus. You begin to think of all that the world has. It has nothing compared to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a Lord, what a Savior. Uh, we're singing the showers of blessings there. I was thinking, well, we need a few of those showers, amen? <laughs> kind of dry, but that's okay. Lord knows what we need. Take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter 10. We'll go back to John chapter 10 again this evening. John chapter 10. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word if you're able to. John chapter 10, we'll begin reading in verse 22 tonight. So as it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Back in verse 27, be our text, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I'd like to preach a message that I've titled, They Hear My Voice. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening. We thank you for the songs that's been sung, Lord, to lift you up and to magnify you. But Lord, more important than any of the things that we could do or say, Lord, is that we would hear your voice even tonight. Speak to our hearts. Draw us near. Lord, forgive us of our sins. May we be used of you, Lord. I pray that you be glorified in all that's said and done. But Lord, I pray that we would become sensitive to the voice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Have your will and way, Lord, in this message, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You seated. Many of the Jews came around uh, Jesus here in the temple, and they asked him if he was the Christ. Well, leading up to this, he had told them that he was the Christ. He had revealed to them that he was the Christ, and yet they didn't believe. And now they come back again, and, and uh, they're, they're asking him again. Several times, as I said, he'd already revealed that he was the Christ. But they wouldn't believe him, so they asked him again. This time was going to be no different. They, even no matter what he said, they weren't going to believe. They, their hearts were hardened. There in verse 24 says, And then came Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered, I told you. I told you. And then he tells them, he said, No, I, I've even done great works and to show you, not just by my mouth, but by the works that I've done, that I am the Son of God, that I am the Christ. And you believe not then. And so he's basically saying, it's not going to matter what I tell you. It's not going to matter what I do. Your heart is hard and you're not paying any attention to my voice. And so, but the intent was that they were really wanting to, they weren't really wanting to know. They just wanted to find something to hold against him, to get him to say again so they could thrust him out. Well, I want to look at this tonight here. Jesus uh, declares who hears his voice, but also I want to talk about this voice just a little bit. We've preached messages on the voice of God and stuff, but as we were in this today, this morning, and just felt like this is a good place to go tonight for us. 
Jesus declared who hears his voice. Look in verse 27. It says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. It's those who are seeking him. That's the ones that's going to hear his voice. That's the ones that will hear the voice of God. Those who believe, uh, believe him and believe on him. That's the ones that will hear his voice. Those who are willing to follow him. They're the ones that will hear his voice. Those who have come into the sheepfold through the door, as we preached on this morning, through Jesus Christ, they're the ones that's going to hear that voice of God. Many in this world have turned a deaf ear to the voice of the Lord. They've turned away from the things of God, and they don't want to hear the voice of the, of the shepherd as he leads. The reason for that is, is because if they listen to that voice, it's going to make a change in their life. And this world doesn't want to change. This world wants to do its own thing. This world wants to go after the things of, of the flesh and go after that. And that the voice of God is going to lead a different direction. And so the world is saying, we don't want to hear that. We're not interested in that. In fact, many times in churches today, there's a lot of people that they don't want to hear the truth from God's word. They just want to be patted on the back and, and told everything's okay in their life and go down the road and act like everything's okay. But the voice of the Lord is not always uh, confirming that you're okay. The voice of the Lord speaks to our hearts and deals with sin in our lives. And so we see that here that they turn a the deaf ear to that. So I want to take a few moments here tonight and challenge you as a Christian to listen or to just hear the voice of the Lord. You can hear and not listen to the voice of the Lord, though. Look at that again. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Sometimes when my mind is on something else, I can be thinking on different things and, and uh, being one of those boxes we talked about. Maybe that box is nothing. I don't know. But anyway, my mind's on something else. I can be sitting in the living room and Janine can be in the kitchen. She can be talking to me. I can, I'm listening, but I'm not hearing. Okay. And after a little while, she says, did you hear what I said? Yeah, I heard you. What'd I say? <laughs> I hate it when they do that, amen? <laughs> Couldn't just take your word for it. They just got to find out if you really was. I could hear the, and, and I don't mean this, I'm not going to use that word. I was going to say, <laughs> I can hear her voice, but I'm really don't know what she's saying. Because my mind is someplace else. You know what's so sad today is, is that many times the Lord is speaking to our hearts and lives. We hear that voice. But we really don't hear what he's saying. The sad part is, is that so many times as a Christian, we're missing the will of God and the hand of God in our lives because we're not really hearing the voice of God. We're not listening to what he's really saying. It almost becomes a background noise to us and, and causes us to just focus on something else. If we're not careful, we can get wrapped up in the things of this world and, 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 and we hear the Lord speaking because we are, are saved and the Lord's speaking in many different ways and yet we're not listening. There's a difference between hearing and listening. Many times uh, people will come and sit in pews and the preacher will get up and preach and they can hear that voice. They can hear the, the preacher preaching, but they're not really listening. Many times after the Lord has shared a truth with his people, 
he would say, like he did in Mark chapter 4 and in verse 9, he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. He says, just, just because it's, it's not there just to hang your glasses on, he said, I want, you to, I want you to zero in. He said, I don't want just to be a noise in your life. He said, I don't want just to be some type of outside sound. He said, I want you to hear what I've got to say. Over the years, uh, and you've heard me say this before, that I've said this to some of our kids at times, and I've said it to other people as a youth pastor, and, and I've even said it a little bit somewhat, tried to be nicer than saying it this way, to people as being the pastor when, they're, when they do some things. If you would just listen. If you would just listen. They hear your voice, but they're not listening. And I found out a long time ago, if I would listen to my dad, and if I listened to my mom, that it could save me a lot of heartache and a lot of bottom ache if I would just really listen to what they were telling me instead of it just being a noise and going on about my business. So many times today, the Lord is speaking to your heart in different ways. He's speaking. He's speaking. He's speaking. We don't have a silent God. We have a God that speaks and He wants to direct us with His voice and He wants to guide us. But He also wants us to not just hear a noise, He wants us to listen to what He has to say. And I believe that we would have to say that that is the most important thing that we could latch on to is what the Lord has to say. There's a lot of people that used to, you know, that people really zero in on what they say. Maybe it's about the economy. Maybe it's about finances. Maybe it's about stocks. I remember they used to run an ad, I believe it was E.F. Hutton, and they had people be talking and everything, and somebody say something about E.F. Hutton, and all of a sudden, whoop, it got quiet and everybody was listening. Can I tell you something? In our lives, it ought to be that way. When the Lord speaks, we ought to get quiet and listen to what God has to say to our hearts and lives. Otherwise, listening is taking it to heart. The Lord is trying to get our attention when He speaks because He knows the devil is trying to distract you from the voice of the Lord. You don't realize this. Many times we don't realize that even Satan will use good things to distract you, to keep you from, from hearing what God is trying to tell you. He can, you can get so busy in some things that, that are good things, they're not bad things, but sometimes we can get so busy that we really don't listen to the voice of God as He speaks to our hearts, as He deals with our lives, as He's trying to direct us, as He's trying to guide us, as He's trying to show us something. Maybe just in fellowship or just trying to draw us near to Him. Giving us a, a truth in our hearts and lives that will allow us to live for Him in a greater way. And Satan will try to distract you with all the noise and all the things of this world. So we must take the voice of the Lord. We must make it a priority in our lives. Say, so what do you mean make it a priority? Sitting here tonight, there's many mothers. I guarantee you take a mother. And they didn't necessarily intentionally do this. But when that little baby was born and that baby was in the crib, maybe in the next room or even in the same room that they're at, they can lay down of a night to go to bed and go to sleep. And I mean that baby is going, mm, 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 and that mama is awake. How do you, how's that happen? That sound, that voice of that child becomes a priority in her mind and in her brain. And even in her sleep, she can hear that baby fussing and crying and needing help. What about dad? 
And I don't mean that wrong, but that's, it's not been made in a man. It's not as much a lot of times a priority when a baby fusses as it is a mother. That's the nature of a mother. And she makes it a priority. Now, that doesn't mean that a dad doesn't wake up at times. He does. A lot of times he wakes up to see if she's going to get up and take care of it. <laughs> then he tries to outlast her. They're acting like he's asleep. <laughs> the fact is, is that there's priority sounds that we, that we lock into. One of them may be an alarm. Some of you, you got to put your alarm clock a long ways from your bed because it's not much of a priority to you. But there's certain things, certain noises that, that awakens us. It might be a siren. It might be different things. Uh, uh, many of you have carry cell phones now, and with the cell phones, we no longer have just the, the, the typical ringer sound, you know, ring, 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 you know, we got all these other things, all these different sounds. And you can be walking down through, you can be walking down through a group of people and you, all of a sudden this thing goes off. It's some strange sound or whatever. And you can, boy, they're, they're tuned into it, man. They, they know that that's their phone. My problem is I still have the old ringer sound on mine and the, the two or three other people, uh, older people like me, they do too. And so when it goes off, well, everybody's looking around. Was that me or was that you? <laughs> but we're tuned into that. We have, we've made it a priority. We hear that sound. And to be honest with you, we can be in a crowd and there can be different sounds of phones going off and we won't pay any attention to it because it's not a priority sound to us. Say, what are you saying, preacher? You're talking about phones? No, I'm talking about making the Lord's voice a priority in your life. That you hear it above and beyond anything else that's going on in your life. To understand that, hey, listen, we, we have, uh, it's like saying, you, you've got a message from God. He's trying to get your attention. And we ought to lock into that and, and begin to make that a priority in our life. He tells us about making him a priority in so many different areas of our lives. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be out there. He says, seek him first. And so therefore he should be a priority in, the, in his voice and what we hear. The voice of God needs to become that priority to each of us, no matter what's going on, even in the middle of the night, should wake us up that we might listen. Just like a mother that wakes up in the middle of the night when she hears that baby grunting and groaning and fussing a little bit, and she, she's awake, and she gets up, and she goes and checks on that child. My friend, it should be even to us that we hear the voice of God in the middle of the night. What? You mean God speaks to us in the night sometimes? He will awaken you to get your attention, to get you to spend some time in prayer, to walk with Him, to talk with Him, just to draw near to Him. It should be such a priority in our lives that when we awaken in the middle of the night and there's that, that urgency and we hear that voice of God speaking to our hearts through the Spirit of God, He may be saying, hey, I want to talk with you. Get down inside your bed here. I want to talk to you a little bit. He may say, hey, let's go for a walk. He may want you to get up and walk around the house or walk outside and just spend time with him. Look up into the heavens of heavens and see all of his glory as he speaks to you and reminds you how much he loves you and how he's going to take care of you through the problems maybe that you're facing. Sometimes we think it's just a strange thing that we wake up in the middle of the night, but many times it's because God's speaking, trying to get us to listen to him again trying to get us to focus on that voice that as He speaks to our hearts and lives. 
We've got so good at shutting out the voice of God sometimes that we don't realize why we awaken. We don't realize why we're pulled to, to certain things because uh, we've, we've shut out the voice of God. Could I ask you tonight, are you following once you hear? Are you following that voice once you hear it? It says, my sheep hear my voice. And notice what it says, I know them and they follow me. This is being obedient to the voice of the Lord and allowing Him to direct your life. You know, it's one thing to hear something. And uh, as a child, I remember hearing those words. I told you. And then whatever it was that they had told me that I didn't do. You know, I heard those words. I heard I was supposed to take the trash out or I was supposed to go feed the hogs. And I didn't do it. And now they're coming back and saying, didn't you hear me? Well, yeah, I heard you. Well, why didn't you do it? Well, I was doing something else. I was going to do it. Many times as Christians, we hear the voice of God. We, knows what, we know what He says. But we're not following that voice. We're not obeying that voice. You see, that voice is not just any voice. That is the voice of our Heavenly Father that wants us to obey Him, to follow Him. This is being obedient to the voice of the Lord and allowing Him to direct your life when you obey Him. It's one thing to hear and to understand, but it's another thing to obey in following Him. The Christian life is made up of following the voice of the Lord. What? Yeah, the Christian life is made up of following the voice of the Lord. I'll say it again because I want you to get that. The Christian life is made up of following the voice of the Lord. That's how the Christian life is lived. Deuteronomy chapter 13 and verse 4 says, Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear Him and keep His commandments and obey His voice and ye shall serve Him and cleave unto Him. Luke chapter 9, verse 23 says, And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You see, the following that voice is obeying that voice and doing what he tells us to do. But if we're just, if we're just hearing it, but we're not listening to him, we're not going to obey. We're not going to follow. Why is it that so many Christians today that you find them out of church or you find them uh, uh, barely serving God or barely in it? I'll tell you why. It's because they're not following the voice of the Lord. They're not following what He's saying. Thus saith the Lord. And he's, they're not following that. They're just doing what they want to do instead of what He wants them to do. We've got to learn to follow that voice and, and obey that voice. You know... I've never been much of a of an animal trainer of any sort. Uh, we had, you know, we've had dogs over the years, and some people, man, they can they can give commands, and those dogs will do all kinds of of, of things. Uh, mine is is hey, you want to eat, and they come and eat, and that's about it, you know. But uh, I never I, I, we taught the dog to sit some, to lay down, and and a few things like that, but never anything very big to do certain things. But I've known of men who would train their dogs that they would bring cattle in or they would they'd work with sheep or whatever and, and just uh, the, their voice as they speak to them that dog would do certain things and certain commands that dog would hear it and would snap to it and, and they could make a noise and that dog would make the cattle go one way or say something to that cattle make the cattle go another way and take them in and cut them off and do whatever needs to be done because that dog is listening to that voice of their of their master and they're, they're following that voice and that command that's given to them Can I, and I'm 
I'm not trying to cut us down, but we should be like that dog and we should hear our ears, our spiritual ears should perk up to the voice of God and we should follow those commands from His Word and follow the commands of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us to guide us and to direct us. And at every step that He tells us to take and to turn, we should snap to it and go right to it and follow that voice in obedience. Too many Christians today want to do their own thing. Too many Christians today think they've got it figured out when God knows what's in front of us. The Christian life isn't just about being saved and going to heaven one day, but it's hearing the voice and following the Lord. Hearing the voice of the Lord and following that voice. Do you ever follow somebody's voice in darkness or in the woods? There's been times that I've been out in the woods and with somebody and we'd be separated and maybe looking for this or that and and you holler at them, where you at? And they holler back and you zero in on that voice and, and you start walking that way and pretty soon you say, well, you still don't see them. You say, where you at? And they speak again and you hear them. The kids and, and Janine used to do this sometimes and the grandkids, they'd be over at the house and they'd be swimming or something and they'd play Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Uh, one would close their eyes and they would try to find them. And every time they said Marco, the other person would have to say Polo so they could zero in where they's at and they would try to tag them in the water. And of course, they're always moving around. But the whole idea behind that is to follow that voice to that person. My friend, understand that we should follow that voice unto the person. Several years ago, Bethany, uh, after she got out of college and, and so forth, she moved back and down in, in southwest Missouri there and at Marshfield and with and was living with Janine's mom and dad. And Lee Ray uh, was a great hunter. He loved to hunt, loved coyote hunt, loved deer hunt. And um, so Bethany had never been hunting. I never took her, never took her hunting. And so he asked her one one morning, uh, it was deer season. He said, you want to go hunting? She said, what? He said, I'm going to go deer hunting. And she said, it's going to be cold. He said, I got coveralls. And so he got her to go deer hunting with him. He got out in the woods and he put her up in a tree stand. She took along a book to read. She had a rifle with her. And she had a walkie-talkie. They had walkie-talkies. He said, I'm going to go off around on this other side over here and everything. And he said, if you get too cold or something, he said, you can go back to the truck. It's okay. And it was a cold morning, and she sat there, and she read the book, and she got tired, and she everything. And, and uh, finally, uh, Lee Ray hollered at her. He said, I'm back at the truck. Uh, she said, how long have you been back here? Oh, I've been here probably 10, 15 minutes. And he said, you want to come on back to the truck, and we'll go, go to the house. And so she got down and, and started. She said, where, where? she got turned around. He led her out there in the woods and put her up on a tree stand. She said, where are you at? He said, well, where I parked the truck. <laughs> she said, where's that? He said, I'll honk the horn. So he had honked the horn, and she'd start walking towards it, and then she'd get disoriented a little bit more, and she'd have to holler at him again to honk the horn again. And finally, she got out of the woods, and she had followed where he had honked and got pretty close to where the truck was. Made her mad. She never went hunting with him again. But anyway... <laughs> The fact is that she followed, could I say it this way, the voice of that horn. She followed it. 
And it led her out of the woods to where she needed to be so that she could see. It's so needful that we learn to follow that voice in obedience. To lead us out of the wilderness and lead us out of the woods of difficulties and struggles in our lives as God speaks to us. If you're not listening, you're going to wander around in those woods. You're not going to find the path out. You've got to learn to listen, to hear the voice of God, to lead you, to guide you out of, through the wilderness. The Lord said He would never leave us nor forsake us. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to have to walk through some woods when He's close and He keeps hollering at us and telling us where He's at. My friend, you've got to learn now. If I'm going to live in this life and serve God, I've got to learn to follow His voice. I've got to learn to listen to what He has to say and to the directions that He gives us. Um, I don't, I, maybe we played it, I don't know, but there's a, the, uh, the uh, video that when, uh, 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 oh, uh, think of the lawyer's name, uh, David Gibbs was up in an air, airplane with a, a pilot, and I'll just do it real short, but the pilot, when they got up, the pilot said, I hate to tell you this, but when I get in fog banks, he said, I pass out. This is a pilot. Got in this fog bank, and he said they flew into this fog bank, and the, and the pilot, he just passed out. There was no other pilot on the plane. David Gibbs got on the radio, and he started hollering, hey, he said, hey, he said, I, got, I got problems here. He said, my pilot's passed out on me, and, and on goes the, the story. And they said, okay, we're going to hook you up with a man. And he said, you need to listen to him, and he'll guide you in, and you'll be able to land the plane. David Gibbs said, I've never flown a plane. He said, that's okay, you listen to him. The man got on the, on, the, on the radio, and he began to talk to him, and he began to tell him what to do and different things. And, and he, told, he told David Gibbs, he said, whatever you do, he said, no matter how you feel, whatever you think, he said, you just do what I tell you to do. Don't do anything else. Just do exactly what I tell you to do. David Gibbs listened to him, and as they kept going, and, and David Gibbs all of a sudden said, well, that, it, it just don't sing. He said, just listen to what I'm telling you. Just listen to my voice. Just listen to my voice. The man was able to talk David Gibbs down. David Gibbs landed the plane. After they landed, they was out of the clouds. The guy woke up again, and he's okay. <laughs> David Gibbs went to his motel room after all that because he'd listened to all that, and he did exactly what that voice told him. He said, that voice come across that radio. He said, I just did everything he told me. He said, it didn't seem right sometimes, but he said, I did everything they told me to do. He said in the motel room, he said, there's a knock come on the door. He went and opened the door, and the man said, are you David Gibbs? He said, yes, yes, I am. He said, I'm the voice that you heard on the radio. He began to talk to him, and one of the things he told him, he said, you, you don't realize how important it is for you to follow that voice. He said, there's been many people that I've tried to talk down. He said, they won't listen to the voice. He said they get scared or different things happen and they do their own thing and they react differently. He said the most important thing in a situation like that, he said, you got to listen to the voice. Can I tell you something tonight? The most important thing in your life is to listen to the voice of God, to follow Him every step of the way. Even when things don't seem right, even when it seems things are going a different direction than you think they ought to be going, you've got to learn to listen, to zero in on the voice of the Lord and listen to Him no matter what it is and follow that voice. It's so important. You see, it's a still small voice, so we must listen intently. When Elijah was on the run from Jezebel, 
he had just had a great victory and they had killed all the prophets of Baal because they couldn't call down fire and, and consume the sacrifice. And now as he comes back, the people have said that they'll serve the Lord God. And as he comes back with Ahab, Jezebel said, finds out that he'd killed all the prophets of Baal. She said, I'll do the same thing to you. Elijah takes off. He's scared and he's, he's afraid and he takes off. He said, I'm the only one living for God anymore. As he goes on this journey away from there to run the run from Jezebel, and he goes and he finds himself in a mountain. In 1 Kings chapter 19, there it says, and he, the Lord's speaking to him here, and he says, and he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong and wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice, a still, small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? That still small voice. It wasn't the great uh, uh, earthquake and it wasn't the wind and it wasn't the fire that so many people would think that the Lord was speaking through. And I'm not saying he doesn't and can't, but he knew when he seen those things that it wasn't the voice of the Lord. But it came to when it was a still small voice that he went out from the cave because he recognized the voice and knew it was the Lord speaking the Lord began to deal with him, began to speak to him. And Elijah went from there in the strength of it. And he did what the Lord had told him to do, to anoint Elisha, and on goes the others that he was to anoint. We find that the only way that you're going to hear that still small voice in your life is you've got to listen intently. As the Lord many times speaks in a still small voice in your spirit. When talking with someone in a crowd... Many times I have to listen real intently. The reason for that is because I've got some hearing loss. And if there's very much background noise, if that person is, if, 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 I'm, if that's me and, and I'm the other person, talk, and I'm the person talking to him, and that person, there's background noise, if that person turns their head like this and, and looks over here and starts talking, many times I'll hear their voice but I don't understand what they're saying. Many of you experience the same thing. And so what I have to do, I, I have to put extra, extra attention onto what they're saying. Many times Janine and I will be, be in, at the house, I'll be sitting on the couch, she'll be doing something, be talking, we'll be talking back and forth, and, and I'm kind of zeroed in on what she's saying, talking, and she turns around and she walks out of the room still talking. I can hear her voice but I don't know what she's saying. And I have to try if I really want to know what she's saying. <laughs> Just being honest. <laughs> I have to get real intent on what she's saying, enough so that there's times that I'll get up and I'll walk into the other room where she's at and I'll say, I could hear you. I couldn't tell what you were saying. 
I wanted to know what she was saying. See, it doesn't make her mad. Anyway. <laughs> she don't want to hear anything I got to say. <laughs> if I'm really interested in what she has to say, if I feel like it's important, I'll get up from where I'm at and I'll go to where she's at. You hear what I'm saying? If you really want to know what God's saying and you hear the voice, but you're not understanding what he's saying, you're going to have to get intent enough about wanting to know what the Lord has to say to go into his presence. You know, one of the best ways for you and I to get intent with somebody when we're talking is face to face. Our attention's right here. We hear, we see the facial expressions, we hear the tones, and we can understand. My friend, our problem today is, is that we're not getting face to face with God when He speaks. There's so much noise around us, we're missing what He wants to tell us. We hear the voice because we are a child of God, but we need to get intent on knowing what he's saying and then following what he says. But you know what? It means that you're going to have to get up from what you're doing maybe. It means you're going to have to change some things sometimes. It means you're going to have to shut off something. It means that you're going to have to get alone with the Lord sometimes that you might hear what he has to say. Oh, how it makes a difference when we fasten our eyes and hearts on the Lord as he's speaking and saying as he did to Samuel when Samuel was a boy in 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 10, the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Notice that he said, Speak, because I heareth. I'm listening. I'm intent. My friend, we've got to get intent on what the Lord has to say. Then closing, the Lord speaks in many ways. He speaks through His Word, whether it be preached or whether it be read. This right here is the Word of God that speaks to our hearts and gives us whether you sit down and read it with an intent heart to hear from God. Too many times we sit down and we read it just to say we've read it. My friend, you ought to sit down and when you read the Word of God, you ought to be listening to the Spirit of God as He speaks to your heart. Not only that, but when the preaching of God's Word, the truth comes from the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit takes the Word of God and begins to speak to our hearts and deal with our hearts and lives. It's not only that, but He also speaks through the Spirit of God at times through songs. I'll tell you what, some of the songs that we hear, is good old, the good old gospel songs, and there's a lot of these, and I'm not saying all, but there's a lot of these newer songs that really don't have a message in them. I love the old hymns. Most of the old hymns were born out of adversity. Fanny Crosby being blind and all the songs she wrote, oh boy, I tell you what, you're talking about the Lord speaking. Different ones like that. And there's songs that can speak to your heart as God uses them to speak and to challenge you. Through the circumstances that you're in, the Lord will take your circumstances and, and, and get your attention and, and cause you to see and cause you to understand some things. He'll speak to you through the lives of others around you. He'll use people in your life to, 
to help you understand what He's trying to do in your life. They may not know it. They may not understand it. They may not know how the Lord's using them, but the Lord uses them to speak to your heart. I remember years ago how that uh, an elderly man, some of the things he said to me, and I thought, he don't realize what he's saying to me, but boy, I tell you what, it made an impact in my heart and life. And he was just bringing up a mere, a mere saying and, and tell me something. You see, it's a voice of direction in your life. It's a voice of comfort. It's a voice of rebuke. It's a voice of love. It's a voice of peace. It's a voice of stirring. To speak to your heart to bring you to the Lord. But as I close tonight, the question for you and me both is this. Are we following that voice? Are we following that voice. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. Father, I thank you for the Word of God and the voice of God that speaks in so many ways for so many reasons. Help us, Lord, to follow that voice. Lord, help us not to just hear and not really listen. Help us to get intent on the voice of God. And Lord, to look face to face Lord, may it become a priority that even so much a priority that if you speak to us in the middle of the night like you did Samuel, that we'll awaken and we'll know that you're speaking. And Lord, we'll get alone with you. Lord, have your will and way in our lives. Lord, there's just so much that you want to do and you're leading us by your voice, the voice of your word, the Holy Spirit, circumstances, many things. So Lord, may we listen intently. And may we obey and follow. Have your will and way, I pray in Jesus' name.